Come on, sing. I'll sing. And I sing because you are good. And I dance because you are good. And I shout because you are good. And you are good. You're good to me. And I want to scream it out from every mountain top. Your goodness never slows bounds. Your goodness never stops. Your mercy follows me. Your kindness fills my life. Your love amazes me. Come on, and I'll sing. And I'll sing because you are good. And I'll dance because. You are good, and I shout because you are good, and you are good. Come on, sing it, and I'll sing, and I'll sing because you are good, and I'll dance because you are good, and I'll shout because you are good, and you are good. You're good to me. Come on, God is good in this place. Come on. and no one nothing and no one comes anywhere close to you the earth and oceans deep only reflects this truth and in my darkest night you shine as bright as day your love amazes me come on and I'll sing and I'll sing because you are good and I shout because you are good and I shout because you are good and you are good. Come on and I'll sing and I sing because you are good and I dance because you are good and I shout because you are good and you are good. You're good to me. Come on, we praise you, Lord. You're good to With a cry of praise, with a cry of praise, my heart will proclaim. Come on, sing. You are good. Sing it out. And you are good. Come on. In the sun rain, my life celebrates. You are. And you are good. And you are good. On with the cry, with the cry of praise, my heart will proclaim, you are, you are good, and you are good, sing it out, in the sun rain, my life celebrates, say, you are good.
good and I dance because you are good and I shout because you are good. Come on, sing it again and I'll sing. And I sing because you are good and I dance because you are good and I shout because you are good. You are good. You're good to me. Yes, you're good. You're good to me. Go give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Come on. No matter, no technical difficulties, we can still get our worship on. Amen. Come on. That doesn't stop the Holy Spirit. <laughs> praise you, God. Come on, I want us to just get there. Just lift up our hands and let's close our eyes in this place. We praise you, God. Oh, I've come here to praise you. Come on, now I say, okay, come on, if you're filled with the Spirit, just begin to speak in tongues. We're a church that believes in the gifts of the Spirit. We believe in healing today. If it weren't so, we wouldn't tell you. The Bible wouldn't tell us. Come on. So can I mama say na so we lift you up Come on, his love never fails never fails Come on sing your love and your love never fails and never gives up and never runs out on me and your love never fails and never gives up and never runs out on me. Sing it out. And your love never fails and never gives up and never runs out on me. Your love. Come on. Higher than. Higher than the mountains that I sing. Come on, stronger than. And stronger than the power of the grave constant you're constant through the trial and the chains sing one thing one thing remains sing one thing and one thing remains your love never fails and never gives up and never runs out on me your love never Never gives up and never runs out on me. Sing it out. Your love never fails and never gives up and never runs out on me. Your love. Come on, on and on. Because on and on and on and on it goes. For it overwhelms and satisfies my soul. I never ever have to be afraid. Sing it out. Cause one thing remains. Say one thing. One thing remains. Your love. Your love never fails and never gives up. Never runs out on me. Sing it out. Your love never fails and never gives up. Never runs out on me. Your love never fails and never gives up. Never runs out on me. Your love. Come on, singing death. 
in death, in life. I'm confident and covered by the power of your great love. My debt, my debt is paid. There's nothing that can separate my heart from your great love. Come on, sing your love. Your love never fails and never gives up and never runs out on me. Sing it out. Your love. Oh, your love never fails. Your love. Come on, because on and on. Because on and on and on and on it goes. It overwhelms. Yes, it overwhelms and satisfies my soul. And I, and I never, ever have to be afraid. Sing it out. And one thing remains. One thing. That's one thing. Never runs out on me. Point if you believe they're here today, I want you to raise your hands as a sign of God's in control. Come on, it never gives up and never runs out on me. Your love, your love. Come on, let's keep on singing. Your love never fails and never gives up. Come on. voices just go ahead and sing it out the music's gonna fade out your love your love never fails and never gives up and never runs out on come on your love come on let the temple of the lord be filled with the praise of his people say your love never fails your love it's all because of your love oh and everything else it's all because of your love come on oh it's because of your love oh your love your love your love Your love that heals me, it's all I need, it's your love. Oh, say it's because of your love. Come on, 
never runs out on me your salvation he gave you healing it's because of your love that's why we sing it out today oh because of your love your love your love your love come on just take the next 30 seconds right now sing your own love song unto the lord sing it out oh you say You don't have to sing the words on the karaoke screen. You can make it from your heart. Just be intimate with the Lord right now. It's your love that gives me second chances. You're a God of second chances. You forget my past and you give me a fresh start, a new life. Oh, I'm healed because of your love. service because we have hope in God and we trust in God because we trust in the mighty God that when he says you are healed you are forgiven you are free we are that we receive that amen Oh, my hope 
song back to you. I want you to pray and be encouraged in this place to have faith. To have faith. Come on, as the, as the band keeps on playing, I want to encourage you right now. That I don't come in here just wishy-washy with my emotions. Maybe I'm going to get healed. Maybe it's going to happen. Maybe not. Oh, well, God doesn't work like that. Come on, you need to believe and trust in God. You need to receive it today. Listen to the words of this song. And my hope is in you, God. I am steadfast, and I will not be moved. And I'm anchored, never shaken. All my hope is in you. Sing that out. And my hope is in you, God. I am steadfast, and I will not be moved. And I'm anchored, never shaken. Oh, my hope is in you. Sing out my hope. My hope is in you, God. I am steadfast, and I will not be moved. And I'm good, never shaken. Oh, my hope is in you. Come on and praise the Lord. We praise you, Lord. Oh, I'm steadfast in you. I'm steadfast in you, Jesus. Oh, yeah, yeah. Come on, just a voice. My hope is in you, God. I am steadfast, and I will not be moved, and I'm anchored, never shaken. 
taken all my hope is in you. Come on, the voices sing it out. My hope, my hope is in you, God. I am steadfast, and I will not be moved, and I'm anchored, never shaken. All my hope is in you. Come on, hallelujah, Jesus. God, our hope is in you completely, God. Surrender our our minds, our hearts, everything that went through this day, God, and we'll put our, this moment, God, everything, God, every single one of us been going through needs that we need, the healings that we need, the answers that we need, God, we just put it, our hope in you, trust in you, God, that you're going to answer us, God. And if we don't get an answer, Lord God, we continue hoping and trusting you, God. We bless you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Give the Lord a shout. Give the Lord a praise. Give the Lord a hand. Give your neighbor a hug. A high five. <laughs> Come on, somebody. Welcome to Metro Praise Encounter Night. Bless the Lord. Amen, amen. Good to see everybody in the house. As you say hi and welcome, everybody. Just if you can please take a seat. Praise God. Who loves to worship the Lord? I love to worship the Lord. I love to get into encounter with the Lord. Come on. Welcome to Encounter Night, everyone. It's good to see everybody here. Metro Praise, where we praise His name. We have a vision that is to love God and to love people. Amen. Jesus says the greatest command is to love God with your entire heart, your entire soul, your entire mind, and, and your strength to love your neighbor like yourself. And our strategy here at Metro Praise is to is to uh, connect somebody to Jesus, okay? And then mentor them to be like Jesus and send them out to share Jesus. And if I believe if we all can do that, we can just change the world for, for Jesus. That's why Jesus sent his, uh, he came here to make disciples, amen? Praise God. And to make 100,000 disciples and plant 50 churches here of Metro Praise in the city of Chicago, 500 all over the world. Who believes we can do that? Because God is able. What's impossible for man is possible for God. Amen? God can do that. He's doing it right now this moment. Amen? Every single one of you guys are disciples. <laughs> all right. And here we have life groups. Life groups is an awesome time to get together with Brothers and sisters, share the word of God, fellowship, break some bread. Amen. We have seven of them, two for youth and five for adults all throughout the week, Friday through Sunday. You guys are welcome to come and uh, be part of a life group. It's a good way to connect and stay accountable. Amen. Praise the Lord. We're here tonight. We hate, Tonight is a special service, you know, the first service of the, uh, of the, uh, of the month. For Encounter, we have the healing and deliverance service. We believe that God's going to come and touch our hearts, come on, who's expecting that? I'm expecting for God to just heal, deliver, 
that we walk out of here tonight changed, not the same anymore. Amen? Come on. And as during the service, we have, um, you know, um, impact for the young girls. It's, uh, it's, it's a ministry where young girls, they trained up to you know, live godly and love the Lord. And it's an awesome, it's an awesome ministry. If you guys have children, if, if you have whatever neighbors, invite them, come over. You can be part of this service and have your children back there and have a good time. And we also have it for the boys called Royal Rangers. Amen? And we believe in tithes. And we give 10% of our ent entire girls to the Lord because God said it's a commandment. We must give 10% of our girls. If I make $800 paycheck, okay, that means I give them how much? $80, 10%. I'd rather be blessed with 90 and 100, amen? Does that make sense? Yes. Praise God. <laughs> All right. So here we come now. Who's ready for the word of God and for the man of the hour, Pastor Joe Ryrostic? Come on. He's going to have some awesome message for us tonight. Just get ready to receive. Amen. Let's give it up for Berto on the announcements. Amen. Lilani, will you stay up here, please, for me? Let's open up our Bibles to Ezekiel chapter 37. Just want to welcome you all here today. Uh, we don't ever want you to confuse this meeting with a midweek service. We're not here to do that. What I mean by that is we're not here to entertain you today. I'm not here to put on the pastor face and make you laugh and tell you jokes. Come on Sunday for that. Amen. But we'll be more deeper than that. But really, I want you to think about Wednesday nights as a time for you to encounter God. If you don't come here with the heart and expectation in just a few moments to be up here encountering God, then what did you come for? I mean, come on. Haven't you been to a church? How many have been to a church service before? Amen. Uh, unless you are an alien from another planet, we've all been to church services. You don't need another church service. What you need is an encounter with the living God. We believe in life groups being a place to be discipled and coming every week. But we believe this is our prayer meeting and our time to encounter God. So I'm not going to be long. I'm not even going to try to impress you. And I don't even want to make you laugh today. What I want you to hear is the word of God. And I want you to respond to it in just a few moments and get healed. I want to see a healing in my life. I want to see a healing in your life. I want to see deliverance come. Those of you who have bad habits, I want this first time of the month to become a habit where you go get one-eyed Willie and homeless Joe and say, we got to get you here because God will set you free. You've got to get that in your heart. This is just not another service. It can't be. It can't be just a time where we just say, okay, let's just have church. Preach to me again. Literally, I make myself, I'm, I mean, literally, I'm already taking up like, of my 15 minutes, I'm already taking up like five minutes explaining to you what to get out of this because I don't want you to miss it. Because for the next 15 minutes, if all you're thinking is, he's preaching to me a message, he's preaching to me a message, it's going to go right over your head. I am not here preaching. I want to live the message. I want to live it. I want to live it up here in 30 seconds. I want God to meet you up here. I want you to think about those things that are in your life right now, that if Jesus walked into this room, you would take off all religiosity. You would stop trying to be cute, and you would get on your knees and talk real with Jesus. You would say, Lord, set me free from this habit. Or, Lord, deliver me from this attitude. Or, God, heal my son, heal my daughter. That's what tonight's about. 
And the other nights are prayer meetings for you and for the nations. But today, on the first Wednesday of every month, we say, come and encounter God and receive a miracle. I was just reading about how Stone Church and, uh, you know, Sister Lula gave me this article and I was reading it. I went to their website. There's been revival in our city, friends. In the early 1900s, uh, Mary Woodworth Etter uh, came and, and saw revival in Chicago for eight months. Every night there were healings in that church. There were miracles. And God used a woman to do it. God doesn't care. He'll just use whoever has faith. You and I have got to get out of this realm of, you know, I'm just coming to church again. Now, as a pastor, I'm glad you're in church. I would rather you be here than at a bar or sitting at home crocheting or taking care of your garden, okay? I'm glad you came out. But we've got to get in our minds. Metro Praise is not about a midweek. We actually waited six years to even have a midweek. We used to do our Bible studies in here. Then we made it a 201 and so on our vision. But just to say, let's have a midweek, it's never really been our heart. Because to me, most midweeks are boring. They're smaller than the normal services. And, and what's the point? But as we began to reach out to our children, we said, we need something special for them. Because all they have is that Sunday morning. We began to say, God, what do you want us to do while our children are there? And you got to listen to me as a pastor. This is me speaking here. I was totally content with you just dropping off your children, going out and enjoying today because I don't want to be boring and I don't want to have another service. And I sure don't want to encourage lazy people just to show up on Wednesdays when they sleep in on Sundays. Are you listening to me? But God began to put in my heart that, you know, this church was birthed out of prayer. We were birthed out of prayer. Everything we do was prayer, prayer. And when we began to go to our two services, we couldn't have our prayer meetings anymore. And I began to hear God say, seek me, go after me, dare to believe the impossible things. And you're talking about a church here that has seen demons cast out at these altars. I'm talking real demons that, that speak in other languages, that curse, that, that make somebody go on the floor and writhe like a snake. We've seen miracles here of lupus and cancer, and, and we've seen people delivered from depression. I mean, this is real, and I just felt God put it in my heart and say, give them a chance. Give this congregation a chance to see something radical. So there's about half of my time right there. Are you all ready for this? Because it's not about me. It's about you encountering God. And I want to encounter God. I want to see his miracle power. The today's message simply is this. Valley of dry bones, but God can make them live. Look at verse 1. The hand of the Lord was upon me. He brought me up out of the spirit. He brought me out by the spirit of the Lord and set me in the middle of a valley. It was full of bones. He led me back and forth among them. I saw a great many bones on the floor of the valley. Bones that were dry. He asked me, son of man, can these bones live? So Ezekiel is a prophet to the nation of Israel during the time of the captivity while they are in Babylon. And God takes them by the Spirit and shows them a valley of bones. And he looks at these bones. They're all around him. It's a valley. That means it's between two mountains. He's there in the valley of bones. And God asks them, do you think these bones can live? And I want to ask you a question. Now, this may not be for everybody, because if you're on top of the mountain singing in the rain with Mary Poppins, this may not be a message for you. But I'm talking to somebody that's in the valley today, and you're looking at some dead things, maybe in your family, maybe in your life. I want to talk to you today. Can those dead bones live? 
Can your family be changed? Can this sickness go away? Can there be a deliverance to your sin? Will you be set free? Jesus is asking you that question. Just like he asked this man. He said, son of man, can these bones live? And he said back, oh sovereign Lord, you alone know. He said, God, you only know. And so many times we leave it at that. Like, you know, we're just going to tell God, well, God, you know. You know, you, when you're ready to change my family, you'll do it. God, when you're ready to do a miracle, you'll do it. But you see, God doesn't leave it at that. He tells this man to do something. Verse 4, he said to me, prophesy to these bones and say to them, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. This is what the sovereign Lord says to these bones. I will make breath enter you and you will come to life. God says, speak to these dry bones. Open your mouth and say what the word of the Lord is. Breath will come in you. Verse 6, I will attach tendons to you and make flesh come upon you and cover you with skin. I will put breath in you and you will come to life. Then you will know that I am the Lord. Yeah, you're saying right now, yeah, God, I'm in a valley. And I don't know if these dry bones can live, but what do you want me to do about it? You know, we look at the situations in our life, cancer. We look at the situations, drug addiction. We look at divorce, and we say, yeah, it's a problem, but what do you expect me to do? And God gives the formula for a miracle. His miracle, it's not holy water, and it's not a stain under the Fullerton Bridge that we put flowers next to. A miracle doesn't come just because the priest gave you anointing oil. Here's how the miracle comes. He says, prophesy and speak to these bones the word of God. The word of God is not superstitious. The word of God is not some formula you get from a psychic. And it doesn't come from tarot cards or astrology. The word of God is the very word that created this universe. And when that word of God is spoke through you and through me, it changes things. He said, speak those words. Verse 7, he obeyed. So I prophesied as I was commanded. The word prophesy means to speak forth the words of God. As I was prophesying, there was a noise, a rattling sound, and the bones came together, bone by bone. I looked and tendons and flesh appeared on them and skin covered them, but there was no breath in them. Then he said to me, prophesy to the breath. Prophesy, son of man, and say to it, this is what the sovereign Lord says. Come for the winds, the four winds, O breath, and breathe into these that are slain that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and breath entered into them, and they came to life and stood up on their feet, a vast army. He's looking at this situation. It's devastating. This is the nation of Israel. They had been brought into captivity. They had been defeated by the Babylonian army. Imagine if we had been conquered by China, made to live in Beijing. That's where he sees this vision. This is representative of the nation of Israel. They look dead. They look defeated. But he said, man of God, son of man, you prophesy, and these dead bones will come to life. He prophesied. Bone came to bone. The, the tendons and the flesh came together, but they stood without any breath. And then he said, prophesy that breath may come into them. And then when he prophesied, they came alive as a mighty army. And what God was saying is that nation of Israel, though they've been defeated and they look like they're a valley of dry bones, I can raise them up and put life in them and make them an army. 
And we see this prophecy fulfilled in 1948 when Israel became a nation and waved their flag over the city of Jerusalem. And today we see that they're fighting to keep that occupation, but that was a promise that one day they would occupy that land. And it's a sign to us of the end times. So don't get discouraged about May 21st. That man was a kook, a false prophet. But the Bible says a sign to you is that the nation of Israel will be occupied, the fig will be planted and begin to grow, and then these signs will happen. And since 1948, these dead bones coming to life in Israel, we've seen more earthquake, wars, and famines, and false prophets in Christ raise up on the land. But there's one last sign we're waiting for, the gospel being preached to every nation. Then he said the end will come. That's fulfillment of Ezekiel chapter 37. But what does it mean to you and I today? What it means is that we are standing in the place of death in our life. Sickness is death. Medication is trying to revive a dead body. We need to pray and speak to our dead bodies and say, come alive in Jesus' name. I want to believe in a God that still heals. I remember one time playing volleyball, and, and I had spiked the ball. And this one young man, he went to get it with his arm, and, but the ball hit his wrist, and he had a fractured wrist that was healing. And when the ball hit it, it refractured his wrist. And I felt bad because I'm the one that spiked the ball. So I run over to him, I'm like, man, how are you doing? He's like, uh, not too good. And you could see his wrist beginning to swell up. But I heard God say to me, speak to his body and command healing. And me, the preacher, I was shy. And I said, this is going to look dumb. First of all, I'm the one that hurt him. Second of all, what if you don't heal him? And I'm praying for this guy, pretty much a stranger, and it doesn't happen. But God said, speak 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 the word so I just said man can I pray for you and I didn't even want to touch it you know because it was inflamed and it was swelling and he said sure and I just placed my hand over the wrist as he was holding it kind of rocking back and forth and I said in the name of Jesus be healed I command life to come back to this body and for health and wholeness to come and he said I can feel it and I said what can you feel he said I feel fire in my arm I feel it shooting down my body I can move it and he began to move his arm completely healed and I talked to him a few weeks later at a barbecue and I said how is your arm how is your wrist he said I've never had to put the bandage back on it it's healed properly 100% whole I remember being at the last church of, of, of the traveling that we were in India our first day. We preached to six churches, and we'll be going there again in two weeks. And, and we were at the last church. It was 10 o'clock at night. I'm being like a lazy American. I'm tired. I'm asking the brother to bring me back to the hotel. He's like, preach again, pastor. Preach again. And I've already preached like six times. My voice is gone. I'm laying out on a chair. They got like four or five Indian brothers praying and clapping. They're kneeling Indian style on the floor and within a moment one guy begins to writher like a snake on the ground begins to say vile things in their language and we see that a demon has possessed that man 
And I look to my brother and I say, get out the camera. We're going to cast out a devil in India. And he grabs the video camera. We have it on YouTube. Casting out a devil. We told that devil to leave in Jesus' name. After he was set free, we found out that that man had been had a curse put on him because of witchcraft and had been tormented his whole life and been coming to that church for years. But it never manifested until that day. And when we spoke freedom in Jesus' name, he was set free. Now, you may not believe everything on YouTube, but you can believe that. I was there. And we live in a society that we don't believe in this anymore. You know why? Because the words that we speak don't have power, and we think that our prayers are just like wishes. Listen, I'm not asking you to come up here and wish upon a star to win the lottery. I'm asking you to put your trust and faith in Jesus Christ and to speak the word to the things that are dead in your life and let God bring life. He said, prophesy, prophesy to these dead bones. Prophesy. You have the power of life and death in your tongues. Your voice, your words have authority. You were made in the image of God. You look back at Genesis, the Bible said, God said, let there be light, and there was light. There wasn't a committee meeting. Light didn't have to get voltage. Boom, it came on. God said it, and it happened. He said, let the water separate. Let the earth have form, and all of these things. And he said it, and it was done. The Word of God is powerful, the Bible says. It's sharper than a double-edged sword. That means that no matter what happens when that Word speaks, it will cut away the flesh and bring glory to the Spirit. It will take away the evil and bring what is good. It's a double-edged sword. And when you look at John chapter 1, verse 1, he said, in the beginning was the Word. Greek, logos, was the very mind and thought of God. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, with pros, standing next to him in the Greek. And then the Word was God. The logos was theos. And then it says in John 1, 14, and the Word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. The word dwelling means to pitch a tent alongside of so what does this mean this means that jesus is the spoken word the revelation of the father who no one has seen he came and took on flesh and dwelt among us and the bible said that he came full of grace and truth whatever he spoke of the father's will it was done jesus the logos the word of god incarnate in the flesh became to us healing Every person that came to Jesus was healed. Did you know that anyone that was sick wanting to be healed was healed? Anyone that came to Jesus needing to be delivered was delivered. Why? He was the Word of God made flesh. And lastly, now turn with me to Psalms 107.20, prophesying about this Jesus. Psalms 107.20, David speaks about Jesus many years before he comes to earth. 107.20, it says, God sent his word and healed them and he rescued them from their grave. Who is the word made flesh? Jesus. 
God so loved the world, he sent us Jesus that we should not perish but have eternal life. The word eternal life means zoe. It means the God kind of life, life without end, indestructible life. God wants that life to start right now. It's not just you wait till you die to get to heaven to be healed. You can be healed right now. You don't just wait to go to heaven to be delivered. You can be delivered right now. He sent his word, Jesus, that we may be healed and rescued from the grave. Is there anybody here today that feels like you're standing in a gravesite? Maybe it's your hopes, maybe it's your dreams, and they're just like dry bones laying all around you. I was a high school dropout at 16. I had already been arrested by 18, uh, eight times by the time I was 18, and I felt like my life was over, believe it or not. At 18 years old, I thought there was no more hope. It looked like there was dry bones all around me, but the Father sent Jesus to heal me and to rescue me from that grave. And so when I called out on Jesus... And I said, give me back a life. Make me new. The Bible says you believe in your heart and you confess with your mouth and you're saved. Romans 10, 13. God is looking for a people that no matter what it is for salvation from sin or healing or deliverance or for a renewed family, people that will believe the word of God in their heart and speak it out. There is power today in the word of God. Do you believe that? It's not good enough for the preacher just to preach it and listen to me. I'm not here to mock you. I'm not here to make you feel little about yourself if you don't have faith. I'm here to build faith. The Bible says in Romans, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. That's why you had to come today so you could hear the word of God so that faith could begin to build up inside of you so that in just a few moments when you come to these altars, no matter how big your problem is, no matter how devastating and deathly it looks, you'll be able to believe in your heart and speak with your mouth God change me and bring life to me in Jesus name that you'll believe today what you're speaking you know we're so used to politicians telling us things that are lies we're so used to pastors swindling us out of our money we're so used to marriages ending in divorce children not keeping their promises parents breaking their word jobs falling apart that when we hear God there's like a sense of maybe he'll let me down like everybody else uh, uh, you know maybe this word is not so true and, and you know if it was so true why isn't it happening with my neighbors listen to me my friends that is doubt and unbelief this Bible is a as true as the day it was written the reason we don't see the power of God is not because God or his word has left but the people who have faith have left and the Bible says that when he comes upon this earth in the end times he said to his disciples I'll be here but will the son of man find faith will the son of man find faith upon this earth we have missionaries in Mozambique, Africa with Iris Ministries and Heidi Baker who say that they've seen the dead raised, that seen leprosy be healed, deaf ears open, blinded eyes. And when we hear this from our missionaries, you know, us as pastors who are hungry for God, we ask them and we say, why? Why is it happen over there? Why don't we see the miracles here? And they say because Americans have more faith in Medicare and their hospital than they do in Jesus. The African people, they have nothing. Oh, to God, that we would admit it once again that we're naked, wretched, blind, and poor without God. That we're nothing without Him. That if He doesn't show up, there is no hope. We need to get hungry for God again. 
We need to believe that in just a few moments it's not a pastor that heals, but it's Jesus that heals. If you're looking for me to do something more special for you than what Jesus can do for you, you have your eyes on the wrong place. I'm coming as a servant before the Father myself, and I'm saying, Jesus, would you heal? Jesus, would you deliver? And so many times we get concerned about the ones who don't get healed. People have always asked us, why doesn't, always, why doesn't everybody get healed? But listen to me, if one, two, three, four of us get healed, was it not worth it for them? Was it not worth it for us to believe? And some people say, well, what if I stumble? What if I get set free and I stumble? What if you get set free and never stumble again? There was a day that I smoked my last cigarette. There was a day I did my last drug. There was a day that I looked at pornography for the last time. Today could be your day. Do you believe it? Speak it out by faith and receive it in Jesus' name. He sent his word to heal you. As you see in this scripture here in closing is that when the army stood up, they had to have breath breathe into them to make them alive. And today I want to tell you, you can have a college education but still be dumb, dumb on the inside and ignorant. You can have a family, husband and wife and children, but still not have the family God called you to have. You can have a job and money in the bank, but still be broken, busted and in poverty of your spirit. What the Bible is saying here, it's not just the flesh, it's the spirit. Some of you think you have no need of anything. You have your strength. You have your bones. You have these things in the flesh. But even in this, this, this vision here, it needed the spirit of God. I'm going to tell you something. You can't live life without the spirit of God. You can't live without the Spirit of God. If this world has deceived you and the flesh of this world has made you feel like you have something because you have the most toys, you have the most degrees, my friends, one day your strength will fail you, your mind will fail you, and you will meet the God who created you. Have Him give you life in your body now that will never end. And then the Bible said that became a vast army. God is not only looking to bless you, he wants to make you a blessing. What is going to happen in you in these next few moments, he wants you to go run and tell all of your friends so that they'll get delivered too, so that they'll get healed too. Whatever miracle is done in your life is to be a testimony to the glory of God so that these churches get filled with the power and the presence of God so that we don't have dry religion anymore, but we have an army of believers who have been put back together by the word of God, have the spirit of God, God living on the inside of them in our vast army against the works of Satan because the Bible says the violent shall take it by force and the gates of hell will not prevail against the kingdom of God. Would you stand to your feet? Amen. How many are ready for a miracle today? Jesus, would you pray with me now in closing as we prepare to enter his presence to receive his presence. The P-R-E-S-E-N-C-E, the presence of God, will bring you the P-R-E-S-E-N-T-S, the presence of God. You want the gifts of God? If you want your life to change now, you need the presence of God. Oh, if we would get out of this microwave Christianity... Oh, if some of you right now would stop judging me, judging a church, judging everybody. Stop judging. Just get a hold of God today. 
You need to get on fire for Jesus. You need to experience his presence. And if somebody brought you here and this is as new to you as being on the planet Mars, I want to welcome you to a church that believes what Jesus said. Get ready for blast off. You're going to touch heaven today. We don't just talk about our gospel. We demonstrate it, Paul said. For those that are already believers, would you begin to prepare your hearts for, for what God's going to do, his presence. It's all that we need. We just welcome him here even more. We know he's already saturated in his place, but we ask for the word of faith to begin to arise in hearts. Come on, declare him as Lord over your situations today. Come on, is he the Lord of cancer? Come on, did the cross defeat cancer or was cancer too strong for, that, for the cross? Come on, see the Lord over addictions today. Claim him as Lord. Lord, you're God over my body. You're God over my habits. You're God over my family. You're God over my finances. Nothing is impossible for them that believe. If we say to this mountain, get out of my way, this mountain must cast itself in the sea. Hallelujah. We've come to speak to mountains. We've come to speak to mountains. He said, speak to that mountain. Hallelujah. There was a man once that said, Jesus, I believe, but help me with my unbelief. Some of you are struggling with unbelief. I'm helping you right now. Just raise your hands and say, Jesus, you're my only hope. Proclaim him as Lord. Come on, we're going to declare him as Lord today. He sent his word and healed our diseases and rescued us from the grave. Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on, we're going to wait for a, just a cloud of his glory to come before we start praying today. Come on, it's like a bank. You get out of this what you put into this. Come on, God is a rewarder of faith of those who diligently seek Him. The Bible says He will not disappoint you. Hallelujah. Holy Spirit, come. We welcome you. Jesus. Oh, your presence. Come on, get hungry today for a living God. And I believe, we believe that today. you're my healer. Jesus. And I believe you are all I need. And Jesus, you're all I And I believe Come on, Jesus. that you're my Just say it. I'll sing this song to help build your faith. And I believe. I believe. You are all Come on, brother, you can put the words up for them to help them today. Jesus, just sing Jesus, that part, Adam. You're I believe you're my healer. And I believe that you're my healer. Do you believe it? And I believe yes, Lord. you are all you're I need. Jesus, you're all I need. Come on, sing it again. And I believe yes, that you're my Let's healer. welcome the presence of God here. And I believe Hallelujah. you are all I need. Yeah.
Jesus, you are. And I believe, and I believe that you're my healer. And I believe you are all I need. Jesus, you are. Nothing is impossible. Nothing is impossible today for God. Nothing is impossible for you. Would you sing that out today before we pray? Do you believe it? Nothing, nothing is impossible. Is impossible for you. You hold. You hold the world in your hands. Jesus. And nothing. It's impossible for you. Nothing is impossible for nothing is impossible for you. Jesus, you hold my world in your hands. Right now, just as we're just singing this, if you need Jesus, would you just come forward right now? We're going to pray for healing in just a moment, but if you just need God in a fresh way, whether it's salvation, rededication, just deliverance, would you just come forward and just begin to raise your hands?